0: The field of mental health counseling is growing rapidly, and Richmond Graduate University can equip you with everything you need as a licensed professional counselor while integrating your faith into your clinical practice. Programs are offered in Atlanta, Chattanooga, and online. Apply today at richmont.edu. That's r i c h m o n t.edu. E-D-U. For Monday, June the 27th, 2022, it's The Brief from WABE. I'm Jim Burris. Wellstar Health System and United Healthcare have finalized a multi-year deal starting July the 1st, ending a stalemate between one of the biggest medical providers in the state and the insurance giant. All of Wellstar's clinicians, hospitals, health parks and clinics will be in network for United Healthcare customers who have employer-sponsored, individual and Medicare Advantage plans. Police in Athens are asking the public for help as they investigate the weekend death of a 15-month-old who tested positive for drugs. Police say Zemaya Kelly was exposed to fentanyl, opiates, and benzodiazepines. It's unclear how that exposure happened, but officials say the toddler was in the care of a babysitter at the time. The child's body was sent to the GBI crime lab for an autopsy. Atlanta medical experts are warning state bans on abortion will impact women and families all across the Southeast after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on Friday. As Just Mador reports, Georgia's six-week abortion ban could take effect soon. OBGYN doctor Lisa Haddad is an Emory School of
1: Medicine associate professor who also treats patients at abortion clinics around Atlanta. She says she sees a lot of patients from out of state whose first trimester pregnancies are still too far along for an abortion at home. I mean, you can imagine flying up, being around nobody that you know, and having to undergo a procedure and then get on a plane and go back home. She worries with Roe v. Wade gone, more women who can't afford to travel will be forced to continue risky unwanted pregnancies. It's parents that have multiple kids that can't afford another child. It's people with complex medical conditions. Pregnancy is not a benign condition. (laughs) Pregnancy has risks in itself, and it shouldn't be trivialized in that respect. But it's not just the physical health risks of continuing a pregnancy. A study from the University of California compared the experiences of women who'd gotten abortions with those who were denied because of gestational limits. It found the denial of abortions impacts include an increase in poverty, women being more likely to stay with a violent partner or to raise a child alone. OBGYN doctor Nadine Becker says Georgia's maternal mortality rate is already a crisis and could get worse if the state's six week ban goes into effect. Nobody should be forced to be pregnant and take on these risks if they don't want to be. We fear that without action from our state leaders, many Georgians will die unnecessarily. For now, abortion remains legal in Georgia up to 20 weeks after fertilization. But State Attorney General Chris Carr is asking the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals to allow the six-week ban to take effect. The court is expected to take up the state's request within weeks. Jess Mador, WABE News.
0: And to that case, the federal court is asking for more legal briefs before deciding whether Georgia's restrictive abortion law can go into effect While Georgians await the decision, abortion is already shaping the 2022 midterms. Politics reporter Sam Greenglass has more.
2: State Senator Jen Jordan, the Democratic nominee for attorney general, says the Supreme Court's decision to leave abortion policy to the states underscores the stakes of this fall's elections.
3: And so if people are outraged, if people are scared, if people want different, then they have to vote. We have no other avenue except for people getting out voting and changing the people that are in these offices.
2: Democrats say the ruling won't just galvanize Democratic voters. They hope emphasizing abortion rights could also sway undecided suburban voters, especially women. Republican analyst Martha Zoller, a veteran of several GOP campaigns and now the interim director of the Georgia Life Alliance, says she's not worried.
3: This population of women with children are still going to care more about schools and about the economy than they are about what might happen with Roe v.
2: Wade. 68% of Georgians oppose overturning Roe v. Wade, according to a January AJC poll. An NPR poll following the Supreme Court ruling found that a majority of Americans strongly opposed the decision. Election Day is still months away, but Representative Nakima Williams, who chairs the Georgia Democratic Party, says reproductive rights won't end up on the back burner. So this isn't an issue that will just go away because the news cycle goes away, because we're going to continue to feel the impacts of it day after day after day. Governor Brian Kemp says he wants to implement the restrictive abortion law he signed in 2019. It would ban most abortions after roughly six weeks. Kemp has signaled he's not going to call for even more restrictive legislation for now.
3: What we're going to do and what you've seen indicated from the governor and the attorney general is they want to get the heartbeat bill in place. And then let's see what's going to happen with that before we decide to go any further.
2: Several GOP candidates, including Republican Senate nominee Herschel Walker, are supporting total abortion bans. Sam Greenglass, WABE News.
0: You're listening to The Brief from WABE. The Savannah area is seeing explosive growth in new warehouses, all to support the ever-growing port of Savannah. And that creates lots of jobs. But as Emily Jones reports, all those warehouses can have a big effect on local communities and on the climate.
3: The port of Savannah is the fourth busiest in the country, moving more and more cargo all the time. And all that stuff, whether it's things Georgians need or goods made here and headed overseas, needs somewhere to go. Trip Tolleson is the president and CEO of the Savannah Economic Development Authority.
0: You've got to have an opportunity or a spot to take it off the container, repackage it, send it to all the other locations that, that you know where the ultimate product is supposed to end up.
3: And to avoid delays at the port, you have to do all of that quickly. To keep up, the region has gone from 15 million square feet of warehouse space in 2005 to more than 80 million square feet now, and another 18 million square feet is underway. Between the port itself and related industries like warehousing, trucking, and manufacturing, the Georgia Ports Authority says it helps support nearly 46,000 jobs in Chatham County. Tolleson says jobs at the new warehouses pay well.
0: We're seeing $22 to $23 an hour right now in the market. There's been a really steady rise in, in what folks are paying in the logistics industry.
3: You can see the explosive warehousing growth all over Chatham County. Huge new warehouses on newly cleared lots in various stages of construction. And very often around the edges, piles of newly cut trees. This spot specifically was a forested area just three years,
1: four years ago in 2018.
3: Zoe Rinker is executive director of the Savannah Tree Foundation.
1: This all used to be forested and uh, a lot shadier and a lot quieter.
3: Um, And so this is definitely just one of many spots. Trees aren't just pretty to look at, they're a great noise buffer. They create shade that cools the area down, essential as climate change makes temperatures hotter for more of the year. They also soak up water, key to preventing floods from heavy rainfall, another impact of climate change. And trees help fight climate change itself. They're great at absorbing carbon dioxide from the air. So Rinker says this is about more than trees. This is an issue of quality of life
1: and public health and really just making sure that everybody has the same access to green space.
3: The communities around the Port of Savannah are working to maintain their quality of life as the port gets busier and busier.
1: These cities can only hold so many warehouses because we have to have commercial and residential space to sustain our city.
3: Karen Williams is a city council member in Pooler, which sits just inland from the port along I-95.
1: It's an ongoing thing for all cities to be proactive, and looking at what your land use is and what what it is projected to be.
3: Some communities on the coast have lived with industry on their doorstep for a long time. Tyrone Ware leads one such neighborhood.
2: We know they're not going anywhere. They've been here, but we were here long before they were here.
3: He says others can learn from his community as they try to balance industry and daily life. In the next story in this series, we'll explore some of those solutions. Emily Jones, WABE News, Savannah.
0: This series is part of a partnership with Grist.org. The city of Atlanta is a step closer to owning the former property of the Chattahoochee Brick Factory. The northwest Atlanta site had been the location of horrific forced labor practices post-Civil War. As Molly Samuel reports, eventually it will be a park and a memorial.
1: The nonprofit group The Conservation Fund has now bought the 77-acre property along the Chattahoochee River. Around the turn of the 20th century, the factory produced the bricks that helped build modern Atlanta on the backs of people, mostly black men, who had been arrested and forced to work. The conditions were so brutal that people died there. Recently, the plan for the property had been to build a fuel shipping terminal on it, but neighborhood activists and eventually the city of Atlanta pushed back. The conservation fund stepped in to buy the land, and now the city can acquire it from them. Mayor Andre Dickens has said the community will be involved in deciding what goes there. Molly Samuel, WABE News.
0: That is it for The Brief. You can find more local news at WABE.org. Alex Helmick is our managing editor. I'm Jim Burris, Amplifying Atlanta. This is 90.1 WABE. I'm Mark Kendall. And I'm David Perdue. And we're the hosts of What's Good Atlanta, the new weekly comedy podcast from WABE. On What's Good Atlanta, we run down uplifting and unusual headlines from the universe known as Atlanta. And while we may not be journalists, we are comedians. And we'll be breaking down news and breaking down the stories that make you smile. We're just trying to see what's good Atlanta. Episodes drop Fridays at WABE.org or wherever you get your podcasts. I get mine from a
2: guy named Craig. Shout out to Craig. Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) WABE.